Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. Amen. All right, so uh, the last few weeks, I've seen this this thread of generosity, and it's really kind of stood out to me. So I'm like, all right, I wanted to go after it. It It's kind of selfish that I wanted to go after it because it's it's been so, so good. I'm like, man, I want to sink into it for myself. And so I, I took this week to just study and sink into it and, and just be blessed by it. So it's, it's kind of ironic that in generosity, I'm being very selfish. <laughs> but it was really good for me. I, I hope there's something in here uh, that will stand out to you, that will stick with your heart. Um, but I realized how big of a deal generosity is. Like generosity is a big deal in the kingdom of God. Generosity is this key to displaying what the kingdom is like. If you're wanting to display what the kingdom is like, what the kingdom of God is like, generosity will be a part of it. Like, it has to be a part of that. Whether that's giving of yourself or giving of whatever it is, there is a giving in the kingdom of God. In any act of love, there is generosity. When I, when I asked Emily, I was preparing for this week, and I was like, what's, what's a good example of generosity? And she thought, and she says, well, parenting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, you give everything in parenting. You give your time. You invest everything you have, your emotional energy. It hurts at times, but it's, you're giving. You give of your finances. You give of your freedom. And what a picture of generosity parenting is, and that is just like God the Father for us. He is a good Father who is so generous, who will sow everything he has into his kids. Everything he has into his kids. And I want to be like the Father. I want to emulate God the Father. I want to represent what he is like to the world, and he's generous. So I want to be like that. So I want to go after a few stories that I saw just radical generosity just to set up this idea that it really is so fundamental in the kingdom of God. And the first story I want to go after is with Abraham. And yes, Abraham and Isaac, it really is such a beautiful picture of trust, of obedience, of faith. But I want to look at the story in the lens of generosity just for a second. Can we do that? Okay, so in Genesis 22, God tells Abraham, go sacrifice your son, Isaac. This is the dream in his heart. This means everything to him. And God says, give that to me. And so he's going to do it. This is insane. I, I, couldn't, I don't think I could do this, right? That's insane. So he brings him up to the mountain, and he's about to kill his son, And God says this in verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Stood out to me, you have not withheld. And so much of generosity is, is kind of stopped because we withhold. 
we're trying to protect something, we're not willing to give something, or we're not willing to get hurt in order to give. And this mirrors the greatest gift of all time. We know it well. John 3:16, "For God so loved the world that He gave, that He gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What was Abraham willing to give? Everything. What was the Father willing to give? Everything. And, and as I looked at these stories of, and looked at it through the lens of generosity, one thing that really stood out is a lot of times our boundaries or my boundaries wouldn't have allowed that. Think about this. A lot of my boundaries would have said, you know, Jesus, if you died on a cross, that wouldn't be very healthy for yourself. Got really quiet. <laughs> it's not healthy to kill yourself. That's not emotionally good for you. Abraham, if you go and kill your son, your wife is going to kill you. <laughs> That's not emotionally healthy for you. And I, I, something stood out to me so, so strong is that sometimes my boundaries can be there to protect me, can be there to protect me from having hurt, when really my boundaries should be protecting how much I give, how much I'm able to give. And if I have a boundary that is there in place because I want to give to God first, I want to give to my family the most I can. I want to give to then my closest friends. It's boundaries that help me give the absolute most. That's what boundaries should be about. They should not be about protecting me from hurt. Does that make sense? It, was, it really stood out to me. Because sometimes I think that the pendulum has swung a little bit too far in that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes our boundaries are so much about I don't want to get hurt because that's not healthy for me, and then I can't be the best version of myself. Does that make sense? Okay. Convicting? I don't know. It was to me. And I realized, like, every display of radical generosity, a lot of times there's hurt in it. There's a cost to radical generosity. There was a cost for Abraham. There was a cost to God the Father. There was a cost to Jesus. The greatest display of love also was probably the most pain you could ever experience. Think about that. And our boundaries wouldn't allow that a lot of times. Crazy. That hit me. I think a good example of this is Heidi Baker. When I went to Mozambique and saw Heidi Baker's life, it, it kind of messed me up. It's like, Seeing Heidi Baker's generosity, her love, it messed me up because it doesn't conform to a lot of our boundaries. I mean, so she, she had these so many different stories where she, originally when she was there, she would, she would give away her flip-flops every time she was out and about because she would find someone who needed shoes and she couldn't help herself. It would just be, have mine. And so she would end up with, with feet that were cut and bruised because she couldn't help but give. And then there's stories of people would, would beat her 
People would throw rocks at her. Whole villages would, would be angry at her because she's preaching the gospel. And her response to that was to just continue to love, continue to give. I, I, I remember we were, we were sitting, listening to her, and there was this kid who was kind of, in my opinion, being a brat. He was, he was, he was being a stinker. He was throwing rocks at, at Heidi and, and us, and it was hitting the roof. It was making a ruckus. It was all loud. And her response is, she's like, hey, someone go invite them to lunch. Like, let's give them a meal. Let's love on them. Let's, let's meet with them. Let's talk with them. It was just this uncontainable, let's just give. To someone who's hating on us, let's give. To someone who's against us, let's just give. You could not stop her generosity. And it was a radical display of love. And that happened over and over. It was, it was just her response in the face of opposition. Everyone. And that, to me, so shows what the kingdom of God is like, that no matter who you are, there's generosity. And it's often those people that need it the most. It's often the people that are throwing stones at maybe the church per se. They need it the most to say, you know what, I want to be generous to that person. I realize how often I, sometimes there's this mentality of like, I want to conform them to my belief versus I just want to be really generous. And I, I, I think if the church could just adopt that mentality, it's not about forcing your agreement with me. I just want to be really generous, really a blessing to you no matter what you do. That to me is the kingdom. That to me what the Father's heart is like. So that's my intro. It's just to say, hey, the kingdom of God is all about generosity. The Father's heart really is. There's a, there's a core value here that says, I'm going to be generous even if it hurts. Even if it costs me, I'm going to be generous. And first, the boundaries thing is really important. That is like, who am I targeting? Who am I targeting most with generosity? I do believe it is God first. Then it's our family first, family second then our, our closest friends, and so on down the list. But even when you get to the farthest boundary, there should be radical moments of generosity with that. Like spurts where we're listening to the Holy Spirit out on the street, a random person we don't know very well. But the Holy Spirit is like, I want to radically give in this moment. It doesn't mean, hey, I'm inviting you into my entire life, come live with me for a lifetime. But there might be a radical moment of generosity that displays the kingdom heart. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, I don't have enough time to, to <laughs> go into everything I wanted to today. But that's my intro. That is my setting the foundation. Generosity really is a part of the kingdom, and it can hurt. And I have a few points that I just want to sink into that I, I do believe helps our heart to to say, you know what, that is a core value of generosity in the kingdom of God, and I want to live that out. A few things that help. Um, number one is you got to receive it first. You got to receive it first. And this is actually a little bit harder than you might think because God's love, his grace, 
we so often want to work for it. We so, there's just something in us that says, God's generosity, even though it's a free gift, I have to work for it. And the moment that you start working for his generosity, you actually devalue his generosity. Think about that. He's trying to be so generous to us with his love. And when we work for it, we're actually devaluing his gift to us. And I do this all the time, right? I do this all the time. And, and when I'm uh, talking about generosity, it's, it's, I cringe at, at, at being on, here on stage saying, hey, be more generous. First of all, because you guys are probably light years ahead of me. I mean, I look around and I could point people out over and over and over, all throughout the room of just, they are so generous and I want to be like them. So it's weird for me, but it's also hard because it's like saying do this more without the heart transformation means very little. It, it just feels like pressure. And I'm not trying to come here with pressure, hey, give more, be more generous. What I'm really hoping is that we have an encounter with how generous he is that we become like him as, as we see what he's like. As beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we're transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Not to just think about how he's generous, but at, to actually see it. And my prayer is that you will see it this morning. See and encounter how generous he is with you. And that first thing is how free his love is. how free his love is. We love because God first loved us. We can be generous because God first is generous to us. Galatians 2.21, do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. And like I said, the moment that we work for his love is the moment we're actually devaluing that gift of his love. Like he wants to give you free love. I love that, that phrase, free love. Free love. His love for you is completely free. He paid a, a costly price so that you could have free love that you don't have to work for it. You don't have to perform for it. And if we can receive a love like that, I think we could give it. Freely you have been given, freely give. And I don't want to rush right now. I, I want to sink into this. I want to sink into how often you try and work for his love. Because if you're working for his love, you're devaluing the gift and you won't see his full generosity. So I just wanna, I wanna pray before I go on. I encourage you to close your eyes. You don't have to. But I encourage you to ask that question, am I working for his love? Am I trying to be something for his love? And I encourage you to tap into the heart of God that says, you don't have to do a thing for my love. It's 
free. Right where you're at, it's free. Whatever week you had, whatever month you've had, whatever year you've had, whatever life you had, it's free right now. And not just a little, the abundance of his love is for you. All right. <clears throat> so his love for you is free. Your, your identity is free as well. Is that he's given you a radically new identity. He created you as a new creation. And did you work for that? No, it's completely, radically free. And this new identity is not just you alone. It's you and the Holy Spirit. You and the Holy Spirit is a radically different identity. There's <clears throat> this story, my notes are failing to work, so I'm just going to go off the rails here. <laughs> There's a story of Peter and John who are just had Acts 2 happen. They had the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they see a guy outside wanting to be healed. Or not wanting to be healed, asking for money. And they look down and they have this line, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. And so my question is, what did they have? What did they have to give? Whether it's authority or power or whatever, I believe is so connected to they just had Acts 2, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so they were thinking in terms of what do I have? I have the Holy Spirit with me. And that brought healing, radically changed someone's life. And so often we get diminished in what we believe we can give because we fail to see who's with us. You have so much more abundance than you think. You have your identity, talking about identity here, your identity has so much more than you think. So much more. And when we think of our identity apart from the Holy Spirit or apart from God, we can look at our past and say, well, I've seen my past, I've seen who I was, I don't know how much I have to give. But if you see it with the Holy Spirit, it changes everything. And so often, whether it's coming here on a Sunday or, or going somewhere, honestly, I have this thought of like, what do I have to give? What can I really, what can I really give? And then God will say, well, what if it was us? And he changed the question to, what can I give to, if it were the Holy Spirit and I, how much would you give? How much could you give at that point? And so in your life right now, if you were thinking about going to doing great things, and it, were, it was just you alone, how much could you give? But if that question changed to, how much could you and the Holy Spirit give together? How would that change it? How would that change this confidence, that belief inside of you of like, I could do so much because it's the Holy Spirit with me. You have so much to give. You have more to give than you think. Let's, let's stand. I want to pray into this.
I wanna, I wanna pray into your heart, and I hope that you will speak to your own heart. For those that think you don't have much to give, if that feels like you right now, I just wanna ask you, what if it were you and the Holy Spirit together? If you feel like you don't have an abundance to give in your identity, who you are, like you're not very much, I encourage you to think if it was the Holy Spirit and I together as one person, how much could we give? How much can we do together? And to those who feel like they're, they're, they don't see a generous father because they're working. I feel like sometimes there's an inability to see the generosity in the father's heart because we're working for it. We're working for his love or we're working for identity. And it is impossible to see the fullness of his generosity when we're working for it because it's a gift. It was always meant to be a gift. His love is always meant to be free. Your identity is always meant to be free. So Father, I, I just pray that <clears throat> you would just break off performance. You would break off working for love. You would break off working for identity and that you would reveal your generous heart that is just all about freely giving. Freely giving. And maybe some of you relate to boundaries that protect yourself from hurt. <laughs> I know I do. Boundaries in your life of saying, you know what, I just don't want to get hurt by people. I just pray as we receive from a God that's so generous, freely gives, that our, our core value would say, even if it hurts, even if it costs me, I'm going to be generous. that's what his love is like it cost him everything and he did it for you so God we thank you I, I pray for an encounter more than anything I, I just pray that you see, see the father's heart right now for you I pray for an encounter Father, reveal to us your love, your free love, your free love. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, well, prayer team, if you could come up. Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.